0: Chapter Fifty One of Gargantua and Pantagruel, Book One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Gargantua and Pantagruel, Book One, by François Rabelais, translated by Sir Thomas Urquhart. Chapter Fifty One: How the victorious Gargantuists were recompensed after the battle. When Gargantua had finished his speech, the seditious men whom he required were delivered up unto him, except Swashbuckler, Dirtnail, and Small Trash, who ran away six hours before the battle, one of them as far as to L'Agnel at one course, another to the valley of Vire, and the third even unto Logroine, without looking back or taking breath by the way and two of the cake-bakers who were slain in the fight. Gargantua did them no other hurt but that he appointed them to pull at the presses of his printing-house, which he had newly set up. Then those who died there, he caused to be honorably buried in Black-Soiled Valley and burn Field, and gave order that the wounded should be dressed and had care of in his great hospital on Norsecombe. After this, considering the great prejudice done to the town and its inhabitants, he reimbursed their charges, and repaired all the losses that by their confession upon oath could appear they had sustained, and, for their better defence and security in time's coming against all sudden uproars and invasions, commanded a strong citadel to be built there with a competent garrison to maintain it. At his departure, he did very gracefully thank all the soldiers of the brigades that had been at this overthrow, and sent them back to their winter quarters in their several stations and garrisons. The Decumene Legion only accepted, whom in the field on that day he saw do some great exploit, and their captains also, whom he brought along with himself unto Grand Gousier. At the sight and coming of them, the good man was so joyful that it is not possible fully to describe it. He made them a feast the most magnificent, plentiful, and delicious that ever was seen since the time of the king Ahasuerus. At the taking up of the table, he distributed amongst them his whole cupboard of plate, which weighed 800,014 besants. Each besant is worth five pounds English money, of gold, in great antique vessels, huge pots, large basins, big tasses, cups, goblets, candlesticks, comfit boxes, and other such plates, all of pure massy gold. Besides the precious stones, enamelling, and workmanship, which by all men's estimation was more worth than the matter of the gold. Then unto every one of them out of his coffers caused he to be given the sum of twelve hundred thousand crowns' ready money. And further, he gave to each of them for ever and in perpetuity, unless he should happen to decease without heirs, such castles and neighbouring lands of his as were most commodious for them. To Ponocrates he gave the rock Clermont, to Gymnast the Coudray, to Eudimon Montpensier, Rivot to Tolmer, to Ithibol, Montsoreau, to Acamas Conde, Varenne to Kyronicht, Graveau to Sébaste, Quinquenay to Alexander, Gre to Sophrone, and so of his other places. End of chapter 51. Recording by Iswa in Belgium in November 2009.